Hi guys, and welcome or welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Indira, and today I'm joined by Cambridge Uni student and GB runner, B Wood. In this episode, we're going to get into how you can balance the competing demands of academics and running. B offers insight into her journey of taking academics to the top and also running to the highest level. She gives some tips, advice and reflections on how she's done this. I think this episode will be very relatable to a lot of student athletes. And before we get into it, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast, please be sure to rate and review the podcast if you've been enjoying it. It really helps. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so B, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Glad to hear it. And did you session this morning? Yep, I did. And then followed that with a gym session because I'm off to London later. So Ooh, exciting. Anything fun in London? My dad's birthday, so not especially fun. I think it will be a bit of a stale sandwiches eating in the park and then a concert. So it's not going <laughs> to be the best, but I'm doing it because he's keen. So <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's the people that count. I'm, I'm sure I love having you there. Okay. And so can you introduce yourself as a runner? I'm, I've been running for about six, seven years now. Um, I focus on the kind of 1500, 3K, probably more 5K though, ultimately. Yeah. Um, and also cross country. Yeah. Okay, nice. And so how did you get into running? I kind of started fairly young. I think I was lucky with 2012 Olympics because it kind of came at a time when I was starting to kind of, you know, you're starting to become your own person, like year four or five. Um, and I was very inspired by Jessica Ennis and I was quite competitive with the boys at school. I was I was kind of a sprinter slash long jumper for like two, three years. Um, and then I joined the Quad Kids where we lived in Dorset um, in about year six. Um, and then when we moved to Salisbury, which was end of year six, start of year seven, I joined the local athletics club. And from there, it was middle distance only. And yeah, I, I became quite serious quite quickly. OK, yeah, no, that's that's really interesting to hear. Was there anything in particular that um inspired you from Jess Jess Ennis Hill I guess um I think it was I think London 2012 it's like in in its entirety it was yeah. pretty phenomenal we were quite lucky we got to see a few kind of random things we we saw the road cycling some sailing some Paralympics and I think I don't know it was I just thought like those are the golden days of Britain you know <laughs> people were happy yeah. <laughs> like it all went a bit downhill after that but yeah I think the whole kind of festival nature of it like the opening ceremony closing ceremony like it was just kind of this massive work of art and there was so much involved like we knew people in the opening ceremony and it was just like this kind of big celebration of sport it was just yeah it was yeah I think everyone kind of felt it yeah for sure it definitely was 2012 was a was a pretty good year as well yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay and you mentioned they're getting you know pretty serious pretty quick and you know a quick look at your power of 10 would show that to make a lot of sense considering you know your first year of running you came out with a sub 5 1500 top 3 in your first english schools how you know what was that process like was it you know quite quick after starting that you found you're quite good at it or you know talk us um, through that yeah it's hard to know it's hard to look back and try to like figure out exactly what it was but i just I've always treated running kind of the same way. Like, I don't think I've ever had some kind of shift where I suddenly started taking it seriously. Um, I guess I was just, yeah, I think the competitive spirit was just in me from a young age. Um, And I don't know if that's always necessarily like been the most productive thing because 
I think maybe it would have been better had like it, no one cares how you how good you are when you're under 13 you know but equally at the time I was I just really loved it um and I still do like that hasn't gone so I think it was just I was just very driven very competitive yeah um yeah I didn't massively enjoy school so I suppose it's kind of like a life outside of school um that would kind of give me confidence I suppose so yeah yeah okay yeah no that makes a lot of sense and I think some of the stuff you described there's you know quite common amongst a fair few other athletes as well and you know you mentioned they're not enjoying school so much but you're now a Cambridge Uni student so I guess something (laughs) must have changed from that point of view yeah I yeah I think yeah I suppose I always I always like the academic bit of school yeah and that's yeah I suppose I kind of think they're often like if you're driven at sport you can be quite driven academically as well so I don't think they're kind of mutually exclusive they're not like polarities in any way um I think they kind of fuel each other yeah for sure okay and so you know you saw a lot of success at a young age you know you mentioned there your attitude not really changing at any point but what was it like you know experiencing high levels of success I mean you took titles and wins at you know English schools into counties the national quite consistently you know over your years Mm. I think it made me determined and motivated in other areas not just in running um because yeah and that I think I also kind of garnered a sense of like pressure that maybe hasn't necessarily like ever gone but not not really pressure externally but kind of pressure I put on myself but then again also in a way it was good that I started at a young age because I say young like I wasn't crazily young I was 13 or something um because I think like the longer you do something the more effectively you learn to handle such pressure um yeah, yeah. and and it's I, I always think like an example is superstition because runners are kind of famously like silly about things so they'll be like no I have to wear these socks on race day I have to do my hair this way and I feel like when you're young like 13 ish you, you take that so seriously and you're like if I see a magpie on my run it's bad luck you know <laughs> kind of thing but I think yeah, I think everyone finds that as you stop being able to control things like that, like you're traveling to race um, and there are just more things that can that can be thrown at you, you have to kind of mature. So I think it's similar with pressure. You kind of just have to kind of see things in a perspective. And also at the end of the day, like it is only running. I know, you know, it's, it's a big thing and we hype it up. And when you're surrounded with other runners, it seems like such a kind of important, crucial, life-defining thing. But actually the welfare officers we have in our running club are very good at being like, spend time with non-runners because no one actually cares what your 5k BAB is in real life so yeah yeah no that's so true you know it's really great to hear that you've got that kind of perspective on the whole situation so would you say that you know you've got quite a good running life balance overall I think so I think I'm lucky with my degree in that there aren't many contact hours so it's kind of it's pretty much self-taught like the more reading you do the better you're going to be at English and so that means there's a lot of flexibility um so yeah and also running isn't a sport that kind of takes up hours it's I mean you can do something quite good in an hour if you have to so I think although the academic like the the work here is hard I think I'm lucky with my degree but also I suppose school kind of school was almost I don't want to say harder because it wasn't but in terms of time um because you have to be there for six hours or whatever yeah it's like yeah there's I don't any longer have that kind of requirement um if I did a different subject I would so again it's kind of it is dependent yeah for sure so you're saying that potentially the nature of your course allows you to have a better kind of running life balance than maybe you would have 
potential in another course yeah that's yeah. really interesting and you know following on from what you're saying about maybe school being a lot more constraining in terms of you being able to manage your time would you say that now having gone to uni you're finding a better life running balance than than you were at school mm, I think probably yeah like I don't think I ever struggled at school with it but I suppose it was just not ideal I remember oh I remember <laughs> it was, oh it was horrible year 11 I'd have like double chemistry double physics although I ended up quite liking physics by the end but I'd have this kind of stuffy double physics lesson and then an instant track session like literally going straight from the lab onto the track which was in our school grounds and that was just so grim doing like like every week (laughs) so yeah I think it's like there's a bit more kind of not not downtime definitely not downtime it's very intense but just a bit more kind of yeah it's less stop and start it's less abrupt less jarring here because you kind of have a little bit more time to go from one place to another yeah and in in terms of you know mentioned they're going straight onto the track so going back a bit maybe to your you know journey to where you are now with running did you then train at school or or what was the setup like um the track was in our school grounds but um I also I lived very close to there so there was yeah it's just we had I mean yeah the running there isn't fantastic there's kind of one field one nature reserve but it does what it needs to do um yeah and about one long run route so <laughs> looking forward to going back for the long summer holiday <laughs> yeah no but Cambridge to be fair I've found the routes here are so good so it's just it's nice to have a change and it will be nice I suppose to go back <laughs> I'm not the greatest fan of Salisbury I have to be honest <laughs> oh yeah that was the uh, nerve agent poisoning place yes, yeah yeah <laughs> I offer everybody I know that comes and visits if they want the Novichok tour you know like that's the bench that's the hospital but sadly I haven't been taken up on it <laughs> wonder why <laughs> yes strange strange things well you know maybe a predictable long run route will you know help contradict some of the potential surprises <laughs> yeah. that could be there okay and so you know again carrying on with perhaps a levels you know there's quite a few younger listeners in particular what was your experience like of coping with a levels and running and i mean you got your first gb vest in 2021 which for you was you know during your a levels i think it is like in terms of balancing a levels and running and i'll, I'll go a levels because that's kind of yeah like younger listeners as you say um I mean it is hard like it's it's kind of that's kind of just a fact of the matter like it's going to be tricky it's going to be stressful and I think you have to kind of be aware that running is like physically and mentally tiring Mm. so you can't really sustainably expect to smash every session um I think you have to kind of think on your feet no pun intended um that you have to kind of like devise as you go and kind of like yeah just be kind of cognizant of the fact that yeah not things won't be perfect um then again you do have study leave so I found that quite nice in terms of just kind of getting a big shift of workout out of the way in the morning and then kind of using the afternoon I was with my brother he was doing GCSEs actually at the time so we kind of just went cycling or something which was really nice but um I think also you've got to remember what motivates you and why you're working so hard um and I think also necessity kind of provokes efficiency it's kind of like the two or three hour grind just before a big deadline like when you have to when you know you have to you can kind of just bash out a few hours of being productive yeah that's so true yeah absolutely okay and so you know you then if we you know focus a little bit more on some of your running successes as in themselves so you got your first GB vest you know great great result there but the second year you also qualified again for GB but you didn't actually start that race what what happened there I think it was about two days before um I felt something kind of just 
like unpleasant in my ankle um and I was hoping it was just some kind of something that could kind of be manipulated the day before the race or something by the physio but it kind of got worse even as I was just walking around the airport that kind of thing and the day before the race I was like okay this is actually like I can barely walk um and so the doctors they were good they were like okay we're just gonna should be fine we'll tape it up and then they kind of pressed on the bone to make sure it wasn't the bone and it was some kind of stress response luckily not as far as a stress fracture but still yeah it was gutting like it was horrible but then again I feel like in a way you are kind of playing with fire like I'd had my first term of university it'd be very intense right at the end of it I tried to qualify um and I was really happy to have qualified um but like I feel like the the kind of it had been draining and the toil had you know it's it yeah it had taken its toll a bit but I also think yeah it's it's really hard to know because you kind of get very frustrated you're like I don't know how this happened I was so careful but I think sometimes life just hits you with these things um and I think with retrospective stance now like I'm happy with how I dealt with it how the people around me helped me to deal with it um because in the grand scheme of things like it hasn't shaken things up too much like it's pretty nominal and I was able to bounce back towards the end of the cross-country season which I'm very grateful for yeah no for sure and yeah you definitely did and so you know that coincided with the first year of uni and you say or you mentioned how you know you'd done everything right to the best of your knowledge can you think of any ways in which perhaps the move to uni, you know, created some specific additional stresses or, or anything like that? Um, Cambridge is weird in that we have very short, intense terms. So they're like eight weeks. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. But they kind of cram. So everything that would be crammed into what, like a 12 week term is instead like condensed. And we do have a lot of work. So I think partially it was the academics, but obviously also social things. So like trying to kind of frantically make friends in the first couple of weeks um and then you're like oh I now have like a lot of work so <laughs> I think it was just yeah kind of it's it's quite a big shift yeah I mean I can't blame the injury on that but I think it probably didn't help yeah so it's you've just got to I like these things aren't bad though necessarily because they're part of the process and like you don't want to kind of lose lose out on kind of big and good experiences by like trying to be very kind of small c conservative and like get sleep and well obviously you need to get sleep but you know you can't yeah I mean it's the first term it's going to be a bit crazy yeah for sure definitely accepting that you know other priorities might have to take a bit of a front seat you know during the first term of uni and stuff okay and so in terms of you know for athletes who are looking to come to uni this year so somewhere like Cambridge and I, I know it's the same for Oxford as well it's got quite a lot of applications can you give a quick overview of that process and maybe the amount of time that's required yeah I mean it's it's quite a lot of time um most of sixth form for me was like extra work not so much doing the actual syllabus stuff because I think with a subject like English as I've said before it literally is just about reading reading and reading so from a science perspective I assume it's similar but I don't I don't want to say that as a kind of certified fact but um yeah it's you've basically just kind of got to I mean it shouldn't come to unnaturally if you genuinely like love the subject um you should kind of want to learn these things and kind of foment these little areas of expertise that's like genuinely what I what I enjoyed academically most about sixth form it was kind of like doing my own thing and like I mean it was all working towards the application but also it was kind of fun and of itself um but in terms of my actual application I did kind of I did consider running um I kind of I mean the team is so strong here like for one of for a university that's not considered sporting it kind of it astounds me just constantly like how how good and professional and 
kind of experience everybody is um but I did a lot of kind of pro and con list making um I trolled through the admission statistics nice. um I, I I don't think I reached out to Cambridge Browns but they reached out to me on a very memorable occasion um yeah. but yeah I wasn't like massive I wasn't looking for a sporting university because I was I am used to having a small group you know just me and one of the boy trained together my entire time at school um and I knew it worked for me so yeah I suppose I was in that sense I kind of was prioritizing academia over running but generally yeah. speaking I don't think I do I think I think they can be done alongside each other okay yeah no that's really interesting because I think often you know you can think oh there's only so much you know resources or so much mental capacity to focus on one thing so that's really nice to hear that you think both can can fit in together would you say that at times you know running gets a bit more and uni gets a bit more or do you manage to keep a quite consistent balance between the two I think uh it kind of depends on the calendar in a way like they definitely oscillate so Lent term was quite busy in terms of running um because we had bucks and then a couple of weeks later nationals and that meant like weekends away um but equally this term has been very academia focused because I'm I tend to like race I I tend to prefer racing track a bit later because it just takes me a bit a bit longer to get the legs going like I don't really want to be opening the season in April kind of thing I like to I mean I've raced in September on the track before so you know I know I have months ahead hopefully um but yeah I think it does oscillate in terms of the calendar but also I don't think one has to be sacrificed for the other at any time. And I think if, if, if you feel like they do, then I don't know. I just worry that that isn't necessarily striking a very fine balance because I think you, you've got to prioritize time for both. Like they complement each other. If you, if you kind of just did 15 hours of revision with no kind of fresh air or running, you're only going to be detrimenting your actual, your kind of academic um, success. So yeah, I think they, I think they kind of complement each other. Yeah, for sure. Some excellent advice there, guys. Okay, and so let's focus, you know, mainly on uni now, that experience of, you know, running at a higher level and at a uni level. For you, what surprised you the most about coming to uni? I've kind of touched on this a little bit um, in terms of the running club and how kind of professional and like experienced and good everybody is. Like, it's such a good club. And it, yeah, it genuinely astounds me. Like, we're student run like the captains do so much work and you know they're it's just so kind of professional but equally like really fun and we kind of have loads of social events um and I think I just yeah so so something that surprised me is um kind of the sporting support is available even though even though Cambridge isn't kind of advertised as a sporting university like the Cambridge University Sports Centre is really good they have a UCAP program which provides like physio and S&C and things which is really really beneficial um, and I'm very grateful for that even when I'm turning up at like 8am for a walk bike session you know I'm, it's still really good. And you know in terms of you mentioned there physio and S&C are those things that you had access to or particularly with the S&C was that something you did before coming to uni? No not at all not at all it's been really good to have it here because I feel like when you get to the age of like 18 19 you're ready to you're definitely ready to start implementing that in the training schedule I mean maybe not so much when you're younger because you kind of just want to be focusing on the running and the enjoyment but definitely when you start kind of when it steps up the distances start increasing things like that it becomes important um but yeah so one one thing that I suppose surprised me is the running club and like how you know everyone's juggling degrees but they're still managing to organize this team of 60 odd people you know getting on a coach going to box it's crazy um and like how they've tried to make the club inclusive and fun and things um but also kind of generally 
I know I'd, people had kind of told me that Cambridge was this bubble and it was very intense and like you get tired and you get ill but like <laughs> it definitely surprises me still like I get to the end of a term and we have all these weird like words and names for things and these traditions and I'll just be like rabbiting on to my parents and my family like telling them what I've been up to and they're literally just they don't understand what I'm saying they're like wait we literally don't know any of this like because it's just inside jokes and weird words and like yeah it's it's very intense it very much is a bubble and like you kind of don't really get much of the outside world when you're here because I mean my news is basically sourced from the like Facebook confession pages (laughs) it's not ideal (laughs) yeah no uni can be like that and I can definitely see you know where somewhere is I guess prestigious and also for campus unis in general they they really can be bubbles have you got any examples of something which is you know very insider Cambridge Oh, there's so much. Um, <laughs> I might need to have a bit of time. I suppose we have formals and gowns. That's quite a quintessential Cambridge thing. So you'll just, you know, you just kind of, to be fair, I still don't get used to it. Like seeing someone with a gown flapping along behind them walking down the road. Like I still find it quite funny. But I suppose we have that. We also kind of just have strange words like plodge, pidge, stash. Um, all the colleges have weird names. Like we have dosters and supervisions and sage is a place I have my lectures and yeah I think and and when you're kind of rattling this off to your parents and I, I mean societies were even worse like the clubs have their whole kind of vocabulary but um yeah it just you you realize that like you've been a bit kind of single track minded for the last eight weeks and it's time for like put it put it to the side yeah oh well maybe just as well for the you know short and intense terms then yeah yeah and to give people an idea maybe a bit of insight into you know your life at uni and and as a runner can you walk us through maybe a typical day or a typical week okay so with English I tend to have two lectures a day lots of English students don't go to them but I do (laughs) but then again I've been told I'm not much of an English student like personality wise which is fair enough (laughs) what makes you say that I don't know I just it's not really a subject that's very congruous with doing sport generally like they're quite chill like they float around like they're quite cool (laughs) yeah yeah um but um yeah so I have normally two lectures a day and then in a week I'll also have two supervisions at some point because we have our courses like split in two so we've got like the chronology so we do medieval renaissance Shakespeare something like that and then the other side is kind of practical criticism so like Foucault Derrida all of that kind of stuff Um, So we'll have one supervision for each, which is a very small class um, with a supervisor who's normally a PhD student. Um, And then I'll, yeah, running wise, we have sessions normally Tuesday and Saturday, long run on Sunday. And then the other days I'll squeeze in what I can do, go to the gym, um, go on the walk bike, things like that. Um, Sometimes swim. We have a nice Lido at Jesus Green, which I like doing open water swimming in. Um, And yeah, I suppose basically then the rest of your day is like doing kind of supervision work, doing your extra reading. Um, Sometimes lectures will give you kind of pre-reading. Occasionally the faculty will hold classes, which you have to do preparatory work for. But yeah, the whole week kind of gears up towards your supervision essay or essays, which are normally like 1,000, 2,000 words. No, 1,500, 2,000 words. Um, So you've got to do all the reading for that. Yeah, and then there are social social things as well. Like you'll have a I, I try to like I'm trying to go through all the colleges to do a formal yeah. which is going okay um but yeah so you might have one of them and also the running club often organizes social events and you kind of yeah 
there is definitely time. I think there's a bit of a stigma like that no one actually goes out at all in Cambridge but we do we, we can have a fun time it's just a bit limited <laughs> yeah no and rightly so and so you mentioned there you know some time on the what bike you know a bit of bit of swimming is cross training something that features strongly yep. yep okay and is that a new thing yeah yeah it didn't used to be so much but um a combination of things kind of like led to this so obviously the injury I got over Christmas I think that was kind of the final straw. I was like, well, I'm doing something wrong here. So I've got to make a change. And also yeah. it, what's really good about the running club is that we've got older athletes. Like some of the girls I train with, they're so like mature about things. Like they've just done it for so long and they know what to do and they do a lot of cross training. So I kind of took a leaf out of their book, talked to the coach and we were like, okay, we're just going to sub a couple of runs in for what bikes and swims, which I think has really helped. It just kind of, you just feel a lot less fragile. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also I think, because I had this kind of really frustrating chain of injuries over the lockdown, I didn't really do much to change my behavior because I didn't, you know, I didn't have the facilities available to me. So it would have literally just been, okay, don't run, but don't do anything. And so I was, you know, I wasn't just going to kind of cut out like runs. Yeah. Um, but now I'm here. Like, yeah, it's it kind of just the option opened. So I took it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And there's a couple of things I, I want to follow up on here. So firstly, the string of injuries that you had during lockdown can you can you take us through you know what what the situation was there yeah so I think the week after English schools the lockdown kind of regulations came yeah. into place so I didn't really ever have either the kind of closure or celebration or downtime that I needed after what had been like a very fun very busy cross-country season yeah because you won a lot of titles that year including the English schools yeah so that wasn't ideal for a start and yeah, I think everyone got a bit excited. I got very overzealous in the start of the lockdown because I was like, there's nothing else to do other than run. My GCSEs have been cancelled. Um, so I didn't have much sense of purpose. I was kind of trying to start thinking about applying to Cambridge, but equally I was only like 16. So it was kind of, it was a bit of a way off. And also it was very hard to motivate yourself when it's sunny outside. So I think, yeah, I just kind of, I didn't overdo it massively, but I just ran probably too many days a week um, and didn't really kind of, I didn't have anything else to kind of, keep me occupied so it was just very much I was thinking about running I was watching a lot of YouTube yeah. <laughs> um, running videos like because everyone was yeah ev I mean everyone was in the same boat here but I think yeah people saw it as a chance to get fit and so did I but I didn't need that I needed a bit of downtime um, and then also obviously there was like limited healthcare um, and a big backlog so I didn't get to see a physio for like nine ten months and I kind of just had like eight nine months of on and off injuries just kind of repeating which was very frustrating especially when you're not having um, any races lined up it was just kind of a bit constant and it felt yeah it was pretty yeah draining yeah okay and yeah that I mean it is it was you know it was a hard time and in terms of running I think a lot of people just you know there wasn't much to do there wasn't much support around and so no but it's good to hear that you've kind of managed to come away from that now and getting getting some changes implemented and earlier you also mentioned, you know, some of the more, more mature girls. I sense maybe is there anything in particular that you've picked up from them or was there something that really stood out to you that you've you've kind of taken away from them? I think something, well, as a running club collectively, we talk about Red S quite a lot. Reds, Red S, whatever you want to say. Um, and they they kind of, they have a lot of wisdom about that. Um, and that as I've said the welfare officers are so good like we get like a lovely little email every week that just kind of reminds us about how to take care of ourselves which is so nice um 
but yeah, so I suppose we've, we've discussed that quite a lot. Um, and also with the coach, which is good that we can have these conversations. But also I think, I think a lot of them have experienced like what's quite common for like women girl runners is like having several years of like a plateau yes. even though you're training and it's so frustrating because boys don't often have like a kind of equivalent but kind of just hearing their experiences of it um it's just really interesting and also kind of just reassuring because like they, they have you know they've been through what me and the kind of other young runners are going through now in terms of trying to juggle an undergraduate degree with running and they just have a lot of advice and they're just it's really nice that we all train together as well because they could just kind of go off and do their own thing but instead they they choose to train with us all and it just it means the club is very inclusive and friendly yeah no that's definitely so important and you know having that social aspect yeah it's it's so key okay so let's unpack a few things here so to start with you know you mentioned red s and plateauing have you personally suffered with either of those plateauing a little bit yeah um but that was kind of brought on by the lockdown in terms of there just not being enough races okay um so it's kind of hard to know and also like if a plateau is you know to do with an injury is it really a plateau or is it kind of an injury you know so but I think yeah in terms of having a chain of injuries that was that was unfortunate and like frustrating so I suppose that kind of counts red s wise not so much but possibly I would have had like had I not known more about it I think the kind of crucial time you know when you're kind of 15 16 that tends to be like quite a common age I think that was when I first heard people talking about it and I did the mini marathon camps um at Birmingham and St Mary's and they had kind of really interesting talks very informative like I think we had a couple of lectures and things on it so I was aware of it um but yeah it's it's really not not a nice thing so it's really good that people are talking about it more and also crucially that it can affect boys as well as girls yeah no yeah definitely all all excellent points there and no that's that's really great to hear the plateauing in particular is I think very interesting because that's not so commonly spoken about um, but definitely is something that does affect a lot of people okay so it sounds like you know you've got a good setup at uni what's this year being like so far you know in terms of competitions you recently went to America for for a competition is that right can you tell us about that experience yep yeah that was really cool um it was the combined Oxford and Cambridge athletics team called the Achilles club um and I think they've been doing it for a very long time I think there was a period where like these men would go over on this boat and they'd be running laps of the boat to try to keep training you know to go to America so it's, wow. it's a really cool tradition um it's not like the most primed trip for performance um because you're sleeping on the floors of like harvard yale cornell and penn students so i think you know for people who were very unlucky they had to sleep on a beanbag for like three nights so it was so it was so cool to kind of see like what the students life there is like and everything so yeah that was kind of i wouldn't yeah i mean i didn't run very well it wasn't really a season opened but it was kind of it was just something it was kind of like a fun cultural trip no that sounds really cool and you mentioned there get, getting around you know Harvard, Yale, Penn etc did you pick up on any kind of key differences between maybe your uni experience and, and some of their uni experiences? Yeah it is very different and I've never been to America so generally the whole culture and climate was very different but I think in terms of the university experiences they get a lot of funding and facilities. Like I think you could probably host an Olympic Games in Harvard, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Like it did blow me away a bit. And also we have like British athletes that go there. So, you know, it's it's not even that far from home. Um, but 
yeah it's they have very big athletics clubs like it's all very it, it kind of seemed I was surprised by how kind of friendly it was because you get the impression that they're very intimidating and daunting but we were just kind of allowed to train alongside them for the most part which was really nice yeah so I think facilities wise funding wise that was quite a big difference also just kind of the whole American like college life it's there were times when I was like this is literally like a film I think in Philadelphia Penn University I mean there were just frat parties going on and it was it was great it was really exciting but it's yeah it's it's really it is different they kind of have like barbecues and things where we do very different things um and yeah I think Cornell was probably the epitome of the America college life because we all went to this big like river dam and everyone was kind of sitting there like a huge amount of people jumping off into this kind of big lagoon it was really cool but yeah very different no that's really cool to hear and would going to America potentially for even running purposes be something that's that's a possibility for you in the future I didn't really think about it for undergrad because I was very set on Cambridge um from quite a young age um well relatively young age you know like once I had it in my head I was just like right that's it um but I suppose potentially for a PhD or something but I also I'm quite keen to stay here because I do love the setup I love Cambridge I feel like I'm not going to get bored of it either like I am <laughs> I would just be happy to stay here for a very long time which is good because that is the running tradition the Harrys do tend to just stay here for like 10 years so I'll probably be one of them well well we'll uh, catch up with you when you've got you know a few PhDs <laughs> down the line okay <laughs> yeah literally and you also mentioned that you know being set on Cambridge from quite a young age was there anything that inspired that in particular I think it's a mixture of things my mum went to Cambridge so I suppose there was that and I think actually my grandfather had as well and he got a cross-country blue weirdly enough even though like running wasn't particularly in our family um so it was just just yeah I suppose also I think watching Harry Potter probably did something because <laughs> like you see you know a lot of it was filmed in either Oxford or Cambridge and I was just kind of like oh cool gowns like Hogwarts <laughs> you know the kind of quintessential stereotype but um yeah I think the I think the academically it was just very appealing um yeah and also, yeah, I like the look of the running. It was just a mixture of things like that. Yeah, no, that all makes sense. And you know, we'll be sure to thank J.K. Rowling for uh, any extra yeah. inspiration <laughs> there. Okay, and you, you mentioned there with your granddad getting a, a Cambridge Blue. Can you explain what, what that is? Yeah, sorry. This is an example of the whole lingo thing. But yeah, it's basically a sporting kind of, uh, a kind of recognition of sporting success. I think it's only available in like 12 sports because it's quite a traditional thing um and it basically uh, manifests itself in a blues blazer which is kind of this turquoise jacket that you can pretty much only wear at like three events a year so you've got to try to get your money's worth when you're buying oh, that. Yeah. um but it's yeah you can get a half blue as well in some sports um but yeah it's essentially just kind of the mark of kind of being talented at sport but also it's it's connected to the varsity kind of match in terms of sport so that's Cambridge versus Oxford. So if you're a blues runner, for example, you're kind of kind of among the best runners and you race the Oxford blues runners in a kind of blues match. And they're taken very seriously. Like varsity is what everyone gears up to in Michaelmas term, which is the first term. Okay. And are, are you a blue yourself? Yes, I am. Although I wasn't actually for cross country because um, varsity fell in between the European qualifier and Europeans and you're not allowed to race then. So technically I'm still to get my cross-country blue <laughs> but I am for the track for the athletics <laughs> oh cool well you know it saves save something for the future and speaking of the future yeah. have you got any 
key races or, or goals in mind for the upcoming or I guess partially underway season? Yeah, I think I'm doing the England under 23 champs. I'm going to try a 5k, cool. um, but I'm I'm a bit unlucky with my birthday in that I'm in the year where you're kind of like you miss a year of under 20, even though you technically are still under 20. So right. it's kind of just going to be a race for experience to see kind of, yeah, to see what a 5k is like more. Um, and then it will be pretty much open meets and um, like BMCs for the rest of the season. I think I'm going to try to get the times down. Yeah, that makes sense. Any distance in particular? I think it'll be a bit of a range, probably 15s and threes. Yeah. Oh, no, that's really cool. And are you looking forward to doing a 5,000 on track? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I mean, I tried one in America, but again, that was at, that was at the end of two weeks sleeping on floors. So that was very much not optimal. But yeah, yeah I'll, it'll be good to try to do a faster one. Yeah, for sure. No, well, you know, the very best of luck with that. And thank you. I guess we're coming to the end of our time now. So some wrap up questions. What is your favourite running memory of uni so far? I think probably Bucks, um, followed by Nationals in a close second, because technically Nationals wasn't a running, like a Cambridge running thing, but it was it was very fun. But yeah, yeah. Bucks was brilliant. It was like, you know, three day weekend. We never kind of had, like, you know, everyone says it's like the grown up English schools, but like it's it's really, really fun. Um, so yeah, definitely Bucks. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And number one piece of advice for anyone applying to Oxbridge? read just read a lot I think that's that pretty much goes for any subject you're doing yeah just and also try to like yeah as I said earlier like create a little expert area where you can kind of impress in an interview yeah yeah key advice there if, if you are applying okay mm-hmm. unsurprising or unexpected hobby or talent um I can do a headstand for as long as I want but I don't I choose not to because my head um <laughs> I can play violin and piano yeah nice well, you know, if if you uh, yeah need to be upside down for any time, you'll be you'll be <laughs> fine. So that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Favorite training session? Either hills or kilometer reps, but probably hills. Like if I could only ever do one session for the rest of my life, it would be hills because then I could just go to a mountain and run up and down it. <laughs> Have you tried mountain running yet? I actually yeah, because we go to Scotland and the lakes quite a lot for family holidays, and I will one day try to do a fell race. I promise some people that I will. So it's definitely on the cards. It sounds like uh, it could be the perfect combo for you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, that would be awesome. Okay. And you also have your own blog. That is right. Is that right? Yes, I do. Yes. It's in fact, it's so popular with some of my fellow Cambridge runners. that I believe they have, you know, articles screenshot on their camera rolls. <laughs> so yes, there are some interesting articles coming up as well, I should say. Um, okay. I think I'm thinking of doing a to pause or not to pause the do's and don'ts of watch stoppage. So because okay. I'm quite renowned for like constantly pausing the watch yeah but no cool. yeah shout out to the blog <laughs> yeah and and where can people find that if they're keen to get you know a bit more insight into into your content <laughs> a bit even more even more content um it's in my Instagram bio so okay and your Instagram is uh bwood underscore b-e-a-w-w-o-d cool okay well thank you so much for coming on you know it's been great talking to you thank you very much for having me no thank you thank you so that's it for today thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did be sure to rate subscribe and leave a review this really helps to get the content out there i'm new to this guys and i want to make this podcast the best possible for you so go follow fitter faster happier on instagram that's fitter faster happier to leave your questions comments and feedback and for updates and guest requests all the best for the week ahead guys run happy Live happy.
be happy.